Hi, friends, and welcome to another episode of Living in Hope. I am your host, Cassie Merritt. Uh, you guys, I have a praise that I want to share with you today. I'm ecstatic about this, so excited, so I have to share with all of you. Um, I mentioned before in my last episode that I am currently in a room with a blanket surrounding me, right? I call it my blanket fort. <laughs> kind of takes me back to my childhood. But we do this to help silence some of that echo in this room. I have no complaints. Trust me, I do not have any complaints because everyone here at the church has just been so awesome by just, you know, opening up an empty room for me to set up my blanket fort. (laughs) But God is so good, you guys. I recently learned that I will now have a permanent space here at our campus to set up. Yeah, I'm ecstatic. I'm so excited about this. We will be turning this space I'm currently sitting in into a multimedia room. So we'll be taking down my blankets and we'll be creating an awesome space for my guest and I to talk about God's hope. Man, you guys, I have to be honest. I keep waiting for a door to slam in my face to where... I can no longer do this podcast. I've been tiptoeing into this new podcast journey, this new world, afraid to fall in love with it because I just haven't had enough confidence, I guess, in what God is trying to use me for. But this news from my church family has given me a boost that I need. My church family not only not only believes in this awesome ministry, this incredible ministry, but they are believing in me to grow it. And that makes me, you know, feel so special. It truly does. That is just how this whole experience has been. Every step of the way, God is there creating the next thing to happen, allowing the next thing to happen. Today, my blanket walls are still up around me right now, but I am removing the ones that I have put in myself, guarding myself from getting excited about this ministry. And I'm going to go all in, allow myself to fall in love with this ministry that God is creating. I hope I'm not being too honest with you guys. I know that's kind of a little bit of a tangent, but I just wanted to share that with all of you this morning because it's something awesome happening right now for this podcast. It's a next step, a new thing for this podcast, and I'm just so excited to keep seeing where this is going to go. But anyways, let's get into the interview because this is another good one. I think every single one is going to be awesome. And uh, I can't wait to share this one with all of you. I will be sitting down with my new friend, uh, Hannah Childress. I actually texted her after this interview and was like, I don't want you to move because I feel like we could be good friends. (laughs) And she's like, we can still be friends. Uh, We've always had like, we've been crossing paths, but we never actually got to sit and chat with each other. So I love this conversation, man. uh, She hasn't shared her story very much out into the public. So this was a very big step for her. But I think it's just the beginning. 
I think she's going to be sharing her story quite often, and it's going to really help others um, in their painful time. And I truly think that this conversation is really going to touch all of you and really bring some inspiration to you as well. So you know what? I'm ready to go. Let's go ahead and dive in. Thank you so much for sitting with me today. I'm so happy to have you here. Yeah, thank you. And to to meet you. I mean, we've been through all moms together and Facebook friends. Distant friends. (laughs) Distant friends. And now we're here able to actually have a conversation. Yeah, Yeah. thank you for inviting me. Of course, of course. Um, But anyways, I'm excited for everyone to hear your story, but I would love it if you could just introduce yourself. What's your life like today. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I'm Hannah, Hannah Childress. I almost said Hannah Hedrick for a second. That's my maiden name. Um, (laughs) My name's Hannah Childress. Um, I'm 25 and I'm married and um, we've been married for a little over a year. We got married August 2nd. Is that when we got married? Of last year. (laughs) I I totally just blanked. I think August 2nd. I think that's my anniversary. I'm the exact same way. I recorded a podcast a few (laughs) weeks ago or whatever. I don't even remember now, but I totally forgot how long my husband and I have been married. I just blanked. I'm pretty sure it's August 2nd. Yeah. August 2nd of 2019. (laughs) So I've been married a little over a year. Um, uh, three kids, my, the oldest, my stepdaughter is seven. Her name's Charlotte. And then we have Abigail. She's four and a half. And then Gabriel's three and a half months. So we're around there getting closer to getting closer to four months already. Uh, It just happened so fast. I thought about that this morning as I was getting him dressed. I just put him in six month clothes. I'm like, you're, he's 15 (laughs) weeks today. And I'm like, how? I know. Six month clothes. like. Can you slow down, please? I just had you yesterday. (laughs) I know. The worst part is like when you're going through the clothes to bring in new clothes, you're having to pack away their like precious little outfits. I'm already like pulling out my six month bin. I'm like, what the heck? (laughs) Uh, Like I still have all your three month stuff sitting in that like barely been worn. You just skipped three months apparently. (laughs) Uh, Happens quickly. Yes. Yeah. But we live over in Oak Harbor because my husband is in the Navy and he's stationed over there. So that's where we live right now. Wow. How long oh, yeah. has he been in the Navy? Uh, it'll be 10 years in November. Wow. Yeah. Dang. He's, he's older than me. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's a bit older than me. <laughs> not that much. I mean, not he's not, much, he's yeah. almost, he'll be 30 next year, but Aww. yeah, he's been in for almost 10 years. But, well, yeah. congratulations. 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 English. Are, it's early. It's, <laughs> it's early. Come on guys. Um, but congratulations on your marriage and yeah, your baby. You. Oh my goodness. Thank uh, you. I'm yeah. so excited to hear how you got here. So can <clears> you start sharing your story with us yeah um I mean it all kind of started when uh basically when I found out that I was pregnant with Abigail um when I was dating her dad I kind of it was a little after high school about a year after after I graduated and I just decided you know that that was kind of the time where I didn't want to be present in church and present with God and, and Mm. all that stuff too. It's just, Mm. I think some, I think a lot of people who grow up in, Mm. in a Christian household doing the same thing for years since you're five years old, you know, I grew up in this church since I was five and doing the same thing every Mm. Sunday, going Mm -hmm. to Sunday school and church, going to youth group every week, going to Awana, going to 
church camp every summer. It's like you grow up doing the same thing. And eventually when you become an adult Mm -hmm. with how rebellious I was, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just was like, I'm done and I want to do my own thing. I don't want to be a part of it anymore. And then I started dating a guy that also wasn't doing the same thing. He, it was just, we wanted to do our own thing and that's what we decided to do. And then we dated for a year before um, I found out I was pregnant with Abigail and it was a complete sudden thing. I that same, that same year I found out I was pregnant with Abigail is when I was diagnosed with endometriosis, mm. um, which yeah. is, it's a, it's an autoimmune disease. It attacks your, your reproductive system. Oh my goodness. Um, Ugh. pretty much. And it, uh, there's no cure. Yeah. There's no cure for it. It's just a continuous pain. Basically it's like yeah. a chronic, chronic pain that you can't really, there's nothing really you can do about it. Unfortunately, but that same year I had a surgery for it, which is what the diagnosis was, but it also helps kind of clean everything out just to kind of give you a fresh slate and hope you give you a little bit of pain relief. Um, okay. Uh, two weeks after that is when I found out I was pregnant with uh, Abigail. Oh my goodness. And <laughs> I know, which is a complete <laughs> surprise because, because with endometriosis, it can cause infertility is one of the biggest mm. things. And so I just kind of was coming to terms with the fact that I most likely wouldn't be able to have kids by myself naturally. Mm. And then two weeks later, right before my post-op appointment, I found out I was pregnant. I realized, you know what? I haven't, haven't got my period this month yet. And it, it was supposed to be due the week I had my surgery. Oh, and so right. they're like, oh, this surgery may alter it a little bit. Mm. Well, then I realized after talking to a friend of mine, I found out she was pregnant the same day. And I was kind of thinking, you know what? I'm not, I haven't just, I haven't heard anything yet. And then I went and found out that I was pregnant too. And I was like, huh, we were, we were just about two <laughs> oh, months apart. No. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, it was, goodness. it was crazy. It was nice uh, to have someone to do my pregnancy with. Like yeah, she's still one of my best seriously. friends and stuff, but easy for the most part. I mean, I had basic pregnancy symptoms, but, um, I believe that since I had the surgery and kind of, it was, it was able to give me a fresh slate where I wasn't having the adhesions and the pain and stuff for where my, you know, my uterus would grow for growing a baby. It was nice and smooth. And so, um, Good. Oh, good. And then, so basically everything was fine and I call her my miracle baby. Who knows if that's true, but I call her that anyway because <laughs> A, I wasn't supposed to hey, get pregnant because of yes. the endometriosis, but also because I found out I was five and a half weeks pregnant just a couple weeks after my surgery. And I was like, yeah. how? That doesn't line up with my surgery. But, um... But then once I basically once I got pregnant with her is kind of when the it's when the the, the abuse started with in the relationship mm. with him. You know, I was with him on and off for about four years mm. until I fully, fully left. Um, and it just got it got worse after that. It just got worse because I just I was still wanting I was still wanting to be together to be the family because I was I was like he's her dad you know we've got to be a family the mom dad and the baby that's how it works you're you're still a family unit um and it took a while to realize that I didn't have to stick together if it was going to make things worse especially on her I didn't want her relationship I didn't want her to grow up seeing her mom and dad fight all the time and seeing the abuse happen and I don't want her to think that that was okay Mm -hmm. um so was it like physical abuse, emotional abuse? All of the above. All the above. Any sort of abuse you write down on a paper was all of it. Mm. Um, some and of it I didn't realize until later. Yeah. Uh, just voicing it or reading something on Facebook or Instagram. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what happened to me. I didn't realize that was sexual abuse. I didn't realize mm. that was, you know, I, physical abuse is pretty, pretty straightforward but right. um, yes. even the verbal emotional mental abuse like mm. you didn't you don't realize that sort of thing and that's where I realized that I realized what narcissism was I realized mm. what manipulation was and just those things you kind of 
as you learn the definitions of them, you're like, oh my gosh, it's exactly what happened to me. Yeah. So was there any signs like before, you know, you had your daughter? Was he abusive at all beforehand or? Not really. Not really. That is so crazy. The only thing thinking about it now is he was a bit controlling. Mm -hmm. Um, But it really started when I was pregnant. Priorities changed. Mm -hmm. And his priority was still stuck on he's number one. Even to this day, he's number one. He will always be number one. He loved that he was getting that number one attention. And then when that stopped is when the abuse started. It it There was a domestic violence case that was filed um, when Abby was just shy of one. She wasn't quite one yet. I think she was like nine months old, 10 months old, 10 months old somewhere around there. Yeah, it just kind of, it escalated. And eventually after, you know, I, I just kept putting up with it because I believed that I needed to be there yeah. you know, to be with him because he's her dad. Until one day I was just sick of seeing him do stuff to me in front of her. And I said, enough is enough. I realized that my feelings were gone. Maybe not all the way. Obviously, you know, there's going to be a little bit there, but I was just ready to go. And that was like the third time me moving in and out. And I left. I left when he was, went back to work. When he came home for lunch and went back to work. And I called my mom and my sister and they came, picked me up and moved all my stuff out in like two hours. Wow. <laughs> and oh never looked back and just stayed with my mom and promised my mom I wouldn't move in with another guy until I was married. And I mm. kept that promise. Mm. <laughs> and I didn't move in with Dylan until we Literally the week when we got back from our honeymoon was the very first time I ever looked with them. So good for you. Yeah. So what was life like after you finally moved out and you're living with your parents and you knew in your heart you were not going to go back? What was that like? Scary. Yes. (laughs) Incredibly scary because it hit me that I was a single mom living in my parents' basement. I mean, it's Mm. it's the downstairs, but it was a basement sharing a room that had no door of its own, no closet, a window, Mm. that kind of thing. It was just her and I sharing a room with all of our stuff and it was just us. I mean, we had the support of my family, which I'm so grateful for that they helped us out so much. You know, they didn't they didn't they didn't told me not to worry about paying rent or anything like that. They basically let us live there free, but and then they watched Abigail so that I could work. I only worked mm-hmm. part-time. Mm-hmm. I was just trying to basically get enough to where it could be Abby and I on our own, but I knew it was going to take a while for us to be by ourselves. It was incredibly scary, but that's mm-hmm. when I started going back to church. Yeah. And um, starting to have a relationship with with Jesus again Mm. and be like all right well if this is what you're calling me to do you're calling me to be a single mom then I'm gonna put my trust in you and we're I'm gonna roll with it Mm. and that's what I'm doing and that's what I did I started going back to church with them every week and that's when I started going to mops um, because he wouldn't allow me to do anything like that wouldn't allow me to go to church wouldn't allow me to have friends essentially mm. um started going to mops and or now all moms i believe is yes. what it's called all moms all moms <laughs> was mops not all it's moms. hard to switch I'm so i know used to it's, mops, i'm so used yes. to mops too but yeah, yeah so started going <laughs> mops now all moms and you know started to make friends that yeah. whether they had the situation same as me it was they were another mom and then i got you know i got a lot of um just help as being a single mom and a young single mom. I was only 22, Mm. 22. Um, I mean, it's not as young as some moms are, but I was not prepared for that at all. I had like no money of my own because I wasn't working with him. I was just a stay at home mom. And yeah, yeah. But then I just started getting involved back in the church. I started getting on worship team again and um, cause I used to do it in high school and then I stopped when I was dating him. And then when I yeah. came back, I 
asked Josie if I could join again and mm. she said yes and I joined again and started doing that again which I love and I wow. just and then and then I met Dylan <laughs> uh-huh. and then and then I met Dylan when I was Aww. I came to terms that I'm going to be a single mom after yeah. a couple relationships that didn't work out um that I thought would and didn't and then I was like all right you're right it's been a couple years of being single momhood and that's I guess what we're doing mm. and then I met him like two weeks later <laughs> wow so how did you guys meet uh, online <laughs> yeah on an Very app exciting. on a dating app so he he's not from here he's from Missouri okay. so he was in Missouri for Christmas break um or over Christmas he took a couple weeks off for Christmas and uh he came back and he had downloaded this app well he had never used it well I had downloaded this app like a week prior and I wasn't I wasn't really feeling it I was like eh, I'm not really getting anything off of it so I logged on to delete it and he logged on for the first time as he logged on for the first time, he's, I was the first person that he saw, which is funny because it said I was only like 10 miles away because mm. he was in Oak Harbor and I was on the island. So of course oh, I was only 10 right. miles away because <laughs> distance wise, that's true. Yes. Even though, cause he didn't know it at all. He didn't know I was over an hour away. Right, right. <laughs> he was like, Oh, you're only 10 minutes away. That's great. Um, if well you then, take a boat, maybe. <laughs> exactly. If you have your own boat, it works great. But yeah, so then I logged on to delete the app and saw I had a message from him. And the first picture was him with his daughter. And I was like, oh, he's cute. <laughs> <laughs> and in his uniform, I was like, sold. Uh, done. Done. <laughs> and Check. Literally, we, I just oh. responded to his message. He responded to me. And it was like, and then I gave him my number. And that was that. Wow. And we've talked ever since. Uh. So you were was, getting on to delete it. I was getting on to delete it. And he was her. just getting on. And I was the first and only oh. person he ever messaged on there. Mm. And then he deleted it. And I deleted it after that. After we got each other's number. Wow. And it moved really fast after that. That was January 11th of wow. 2019. I remember the day. Wow. And then we got engaged March 12th of 2019 and then got married in August. Wow. So there was obviously, I mean, because you were able to get into a relationship and now you're in a happy marriage and yeah. all this exciting things. Yeah. but. Obviously, there was a lot of like emotional work you had to work through, you yeah. know, after leaving an abusive relationship. Yeah. How did you heal? How did you start moving forward from that to be able to accept like, okay, I'm ready to move on? Yeah. You know, could you share a little bit more how to break that down for us? Yeah. Um, it took a really long time to heal. Uh, I, you know, I was thinking about this before. I... I am healed, but there's still some instances where I, where he'll try to get, to kind of sneak back in Mm -hmm. to control me again. Mm -hmm. Um, And for instance, it happened the other day and Dylan was there. um, I was on the phone with him and it happened and Dylan saw firsthand me slip back into letting him control me Mm -hmm. just, just via conversation on the phone. And he instantly was like, he looked at me, didn't, didn't have to say anything, but looked at me and just said, stop. Like, mm. and I was like, okay. I kind of snapped back. I was like, okay, you're right. And I, it, it was, it was some of those things. It's like mm. most of the time I can, 99% of the time I can handle it. But sometimes the PTSD comes back and I can't, I can't control it. And he's starting to get back in, which I know is, you know, mm. the devil trying to, <laughs> trying yeah, to absolutely sneak in and yeah. no, not not let the Holy Spirit lead. Mm-hmm. And, um, it took, it took a long time because he still saw Abigail a lot. Mm-hmm. And I still had, that means I still had to see him a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I did for a while when I got my job that I loved, I used to work at a bank and, um, 
when he would pick up Abigail, whether it was for the weekend or the week or something, he would pick her up at my parents while I was at work and drop her off while I was at work so that Mm. I physically didn't have to see him. And that allowed me to heal because when I would see him is when things would come back to me. I would get triggers of my anxiety. I would get triggers of the depression of how I would feel in that relationship and I, I couldn't handle it. So for a while, um, we changed pickup and drop off times and locations to where he would pick her up from either my mom or my dad Mm. so that I didn't have to worry about that anymore. And that allowed me to, to, that allowed me to heal because then I didn't have to physically see the person that hurt me. You know, it eventually I forgave him, but not out loud to his face. In Um, your heart. (laughs) Yeah. In my heart, because even if I mentioned it, it would just go in one ear and out the other. But in order for me to heal, I had to forgive someone. Um, but it still affects it still affects me sometimes. It's gotten a lot better. Um, so do you think you could have gotten through any of this after leaving him without having Christ in your life? No, no way. I probably I probably would have failed, which it sounds bad, but I probably would have failed being like a mom, a good mm. mom to Abby. Mm-hmm. Um, So if I had stayed in that relationship and didn't get pregnant, I probably wouldn't be here because Mm. of how bad that relationship was and ended up turning out. Then again, I don't know if it would have been as bad if I wasn't pregnant, but from year one to year four, it only got worse and I was only able to get better because I started going back to church and I started getting a relationship or, you know, developing a relationship with, with mm-hmm. Jesus Christ again, because I was able to just put my faith in him and know that this is the road that I was meant to go down because he was the one handing me this road and saying, you know what, this is what I want you to do for now. And you got to be your best at it. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, you know, it's mm-hmm. just you and Abby, yeah. you're the one that's raising her. You are the one that's instilling in her everything she knows. And if her dad chooses not to do that, then it's, then it's you, you're, you're mm-hmm. next, your mom. And, right. um, even though we grew up with my parents, if she's, she's grown up with my parents and lived there for, you know, majority of her life, even though she's only four and a half, but most of mm-hmm. her life we lived with yeah. my parents. Um, they helped raise her too, because they had to, I mean, they were there, they watched her a lot for me, um, while I was working. And I mean, and, and my relationship wasn't super strong because I was kind of starting from the beginning again. I was starting to go back to church and be involved. For a while, I didn't even bring my Bible to church. I just went because mm. I just needed to, I just needed to at least go and get used to going. And I'm like, okay, mm. now I'm gonna bring my Bible with me. Yeah. Bring my Bible for a little bit. I just bring it, not open it up. Then I started opening it up. Then mm. I started taking notes. Then I was like, okay, I've been going for a while. I feel like my relationship is good. I wanna take it to the next level. And for me, that meant joining worship team again to where I could praise God with my mm-hmm. church family. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I wanted Abigail to see mom's yeah. relationship with, with God. And I wanted mm-hmm. her to see how strong that was to me. I just wanted a better life for her than what, yes. and I knew that the only way I could get her a better life for her is if I had a relationship oh, with him. So I love that. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So now you're living your Happily, happily, well, not happily ever after. Because I feel like that's the end of the story. But I know that like, sounds yeah. That's the end of it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Cut. Done. No. But no. Yeah. But I'm married to the best guy in the entire world, mm. and um, 
then we had our surprise baby. <laughs> right. Our surprise little baby. And it's our last baby. We got our boy. Aww. And he got his little daddy's daddy's boy. And Aww. we have our girls. And like sometimes I still wake up and I'm like, how am I a mom of three? Yeah. How did <laughs> like, I get here again? I'm I like, forget. I'm a wife and I'm a mom. How Aww. is that impossible? Because, you know, the new year of January, I was like, nope. Yeah. I'm single and I'm going to be a single mom and eventually we're going to get our own place. It's just going to be her and I, wow. and that's what that's we're going to do. And then little did I know I would meet my future husband and wow. we would have a baby together and I would <laughs> have a, my, my lovely bonus daughter and yes. all these things. So it's, you just see God working so much yeah. in your life. Yeah. Oh. It, it just blows my mind. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, can yeah. I ask you, so there might be some listeners listening to you right now sharing your mm-hmm. story that might be in an abusive relationship yeah would you be willing to give them advice yeah what would you say to them uh, I oh I want to say I'm sorry <laughs> first yeah. that I'm sorry that you are in that relationship I'm so sorry that you have to go through that it is very very tough but you're so strong and braver than you think. And even though you think leaving is not an option um, because you are scared, it's totally fine. I was scared too. I packed up and left without him knowing and just literally packed all of my stuff up as quickly as I could. We left and I think I did it in literally two hours or less. I can't even remember. It was very, very fast. Um, And I was scared that something bad was going to happen, that he was going to come do something and or come back and try to get me back or something like that but I just stuck to my guns and you can too Mm -hmm. and it might take a while but the sooner you leave the better Mm. because it's going to be better for you it's going to be very very hard it's going to be very very hard to do it on your own you're going to want to resort back to where you were before but God is so much better for you than Mm. staying in a relationship where you're letting somebody else have all the power instead of letting God have all the power. Mm, I love that. That's, that's kind of, you know, what I had to realize. I had to realize I'm letting, I'm letting her dad control me and control my life and control my every move when I should be letting God do that. (laughs) That's, that's God's job. That's not my job. It's not, it's not my job. It's not his job. It's, it's Mm. God's job. He's the one who knows our every move and knows what's going to be next. Why am I letting some other human Mm -hmm. tell me this? And there are a whole bunch, um, there's a whole bunch of outlets out there. Um, the church as one of them. If you needed somewhere to go and you really have nowhere else to go, you could walk in the doors of this church and explain what happened and they will all take care of you. And, 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 and they can always reach out to me as well. So Mm. you're more than welcome to give them my information and they can reach out to me, even if they just need someone to talk to. I'd love to give them some advice, but I would love to attach your information to this then. And yeah, they could reach out to you. Um, I'll leave that in the description. Um, you have Instagram, right? Yes, Instagram, yes. Facebook. Yes. Yes. Facebook, your pictures yeah. are always so beautiful on there. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, I have one more question for you and then we're done. We're running out of time here. But what does hope mean to you? That is a question that I ask each of my guests. Yes. I just love the different answers I get, but I want to ask you the same question. So yes. what does hope mean to you? How has God taught it to you? So... In, in my case, um, I had to, I had to hope that the path that I decided to go on leaving him was the best choice. Mm. And, um, I had thought about, I had thought about this before, but the way that I was thinking about it was, and it it still sounds kind of cheesy when I say it out loud, but (laughs) hope, 
in, in my in my mind, hope is knowing God has a plan for you and faith is trusting in his plan. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I literally had to know and just literally give everything to him and be like, okay, I know you have a plan for me. I'm hoping Aww. as scary as it is being a single mom living at my parents' house, which sounds just, you know, terrible. Like you don't, you're a mom, you're your own mom. You don't want to be living with your parents. Like you want to have your own space and your own, your own choice, but I had to be like, all right, this is what you want. And I'm trusting in that plan. And you just got to show me the way. Mm. Guide me of what to do because I have no idea. Mm. And I ha- I literally had to put my hope in him and yeah. put everything I had in him. I didn't have anything else. I had Abby and I had me. Mm. And so I had, I to, I had to do everything and put it into him. And oh, so good. I know. I know. I was like, thanks. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. Oh man. Oh, well, this funny. has been so much fun, really. I've enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so um, much for sitting with me today. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. Yes. And I look forward for all the listeners to hear this. Yeah. Thank you so much. So, you guys heard it from her. Man, I will leave a link or a few links to her Facebook, Instagram, or whatever um, for you guys to get in touch with her if you want to. Follow her on Instagram. That could be fun. Um, I guess that's it for me, you guys. I don't have anything else to say. Weird. (laughs) But thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. And I'm really looking forward to next week's story. So until then, have a great rest of your week, you guys.